0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the biggest game at Boise. BYU football searching for something they've never done as an independent. Uncle
1: B, Blaine Fowler, and by the way, new grandpa joins us in Studio B to discuss what
0: a win in Thursday's matchup would mean for the Cougars. Plus, BYU swimming head coach John Brooks and an All-American nod halfway through the season for Jamal Williams. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the
2: BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard.
0: The party's here on the west side, folks. BYU Sports Nation live in radio vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, October 19th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Matt Damon's doppelganger, Jason Shepard. Don't hate. It, it happens. I get that honestly quite frequently. It's, it's a real thing for I, you. I'm
1: not, I, you know, I I don't, uh, I don't correct people. I, I take it and say thank you. <laughs> because let's be honest, um, being
0: compared to Matt Damon in any way is a positive That's for me. That's an absolute <laughs> truth right there. Fantastic to have all of you with us. Uh, if you missed Johnny Linehan's Video journal entry yesterday via the Twitter machine and other social media platforms. Let's get you caught up to date. He told everyone that follows him that he was mistaken for one Taysom Hill at the Cannon Center when he was on his way to eat. He said, maybe it was my huge biceps. <laughs> That's Johnny Linehan. That was pretty good. That was poor. poor. I'm sorry, Johnny. Uh, or his dashing good looks, or whatever he said. But these two girls apparently were like, Hey, are you Taysom Hill? And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> but at least we know how Johnny Linehan would describe Taysom Hill. Good looking with big biceps. <laughs> <laughs> he said that they were legitimately disappointed and walked away. He's like, I probably just should have just gone, gone with it. Just go, yeah, The, the girls yep. could
1: have, you know, he could have said, but I, I'm on the team, and I'm, I'm the punter.
0: The girls, you know. But, yeah. They say, I'm Johnny Linehan. I'm from New Zealand. I'm a three-time rugby national champion. Yeah. You know, Johnny is no slouch here, okay? All right? Johnny gets some props here. Absolutely. Yes. And he did pull out a fantastic line (laughs) in that video journal entry. He said, I got to eat, speaking of the Cannon Center, in case I need to Matt Payne somebody. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was... If only that game had turned out better. I know. If Matt
1: Payne had kicked the game-winning field goal and not missed it. But that hit from Matt Payne back in 2004 was awesome.
0: Two of them. Two of them in the same game. And can you imagine, like, if he makes that game-winning field goal against Boise State, that's the greatest game by a kicker in BYU history. You lay out (laughs) the punt returner
1: twice, and you kick the game winner. Here's the thing, though. If Matt Payne did that today, he would be
0: thrown out for targeting. Probably. I mean, how truth. sad is that? I know. I know. So, yes, Johnny, I hope you get an opportunity to Matt Payne somebody on the Boise Blue. Just don't get kicked out for targeting. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Game day eve for BYU as they travel to 14th ranked Boise State to take on the Broncos Tomorrow on the mothership, ESPN, Countdown to kickoff, starts tomorrow on BYU TV 9 Eastern, as we get you ready for an 8:15 Mountain, 10:15 Eastern kickoff time. The
1: accolades continue for one Jamal Williams. He was named to Sports Illustrated's midseason All-American second team. This comes after Williams broke BYU's all-time career rushing record last week. It's great to see Jamal Williams getting some of this recognition.
0: He he has most certainly earned it. He trails only Dalvin Cook of Florida State and Pumphrey of San Diego State in that All-American nod. So to be on that list midseason is pretty dang impressive. BYU men's basketball and Nick Emery specifically has been named to the Jerry West Award watch list, the award given to the nation's top collegiate shooting guard. We told you yesterday Nick is, according to ESPN, projected to score 17.9 points per game, which would be the 12th highest average in the country preseason projections, of course.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, hey, When the national media is
0: taking notice of the potential,
1: not only of of this team, but specifically guys like Nick Emery and and T.J. Hawes, guys like... I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive that, that people are, are paying attention to the roster that BYU is going to put out there this Now season. remind
0: me, is he uh, just a sophomore this year? Uh, yes, yeah,
1: that's yeah. right. Okay, exactly. BYU soccer for, BYU Soccer's forward Ashley Hatch will be representing the United States in the USA versus Switzerland match tomorrow. Hatch has been practicing with the women's national team in preparation for tomorrow's match at Rio Tinto Stadium
0: in Salt Lake City. How cool is that? I hope she gets on the field It'd be fantastic! To you got to put her out there, right? The NCAA's current leading scorer on the field for the U.S. national senior team. Well done, Ashley. Good luck tomorrow at Rio Tinto. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's
2: trending on BYU the Sports Nation. A biggin' in Boise. I think the players look at it, saying this is our kind of our last opportunity to make a huge statement. Obviously, by winning out, that's a statement in and of itself. But to go on the road at Boise State, who's now ranked 14th in the country, it's, it's a huge opportunity.
0: Former NFL and BYU linebacker great David Nixon, he brought up the right word. The right words, I should say. A huge opportunity for BYU against Boise State. And he would know. We pointed out yesterday, he went on the road and with his BYU team in 2006, beat 16th-ranked TCU when the Cougars were 1-2. And that began a 10-game win streak. It flipped the season for that BYU team a decade ago. Now, I've been saying this since the summer, Jason. The BYU-Boise State game will be the toughest-slash-biggest game on the Cougars' 2016 schedule. I don't know where you were on August 26th, or if you heard me say that, or if you were with the throng that was absolutely throttling me on Twitter (laughs) for saying that. But let's rewind to August 26th, shall we? And when I picked Boise State as the toughest opponent, I got tweets like this. Quote, Spencer's crazy. LOL. How is that tougher than going to Michigan State or Utah? Well, let's discuss, shall we, Jason, first of all, short week after playing Michigan State and Mississippi State in back-to-back weeks, and it's the end of the brutal eight-game stretch to open the season. Yeah, this
1: is, and you never want to just assume that you're going to get wins moving forward. But certainly, when you look at what is ahead of BYU, this is, appears to be the biggest matchup remaining on the schedule. I, I don't think we're breaking any news here. No, without question. This, this is not only because it's on the road, but it's against a very good team. Who is ranked, now they were ranked last time BYU played them last year, but it wasn't top feet. What were they, 21st last year? 24th, I think. 20, yeah, so they were in the 20s. But this, this is a team that is playing at a very high level right now, and you get an opportunity to go to their place on ESPN the way you're playing right now. And see how you match up against the 14th-ranked team in the country. It's a
0: big deal. BYU a 7-point underdog. Boise State, by the way, 5-0 all-time on Thursday nights. They are (laughs) 99-6 on their home field since 2000. You can imagine what a win would mean to BYU and what it would do for the Cougars this year. In fact, we want to know what you think. Answer today's Twitter question. What would a win at Boise State mean
1: for BYU this season. First tweet coming in from at Connor Crandall too. It would be a huge win in really their last chance to leave
0: their mark this season. The last chance to get a signature win for sure. I mean at Cincinnati is not going to bring the kind of clout that playing at Boise State on well, a Thursday night in the ESPN is going to bring. Winning to get into the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's, that anymore. context is gone. Gone. Okay, and I know that there's a rivalry game to close out the season, which is intriguing. It's fun that over Thanksgiving break, BYU and Utah State will close out the regular season. Like that's fun. I get it. But this is a way bigger platform. Goodness. I mean, what would it mean, Jason? What would it mean? This goes beyond
1: it's the biggest game because it's the next one. Certainly it is. And we hear that from coaches and players that the next one's always the biggest. But this really is the biggest. And and what it could mean, it means a lot of things for BYU. Number one, it it could be a four-game winning streak for BYU. You know, this is a team that's really starting to play well and we've already talked about how BYU has already beaten a Pac-12 team this year and a Big Ten team and now an SEC team. Now you have the opportunity to add to your resume this year winning on the road at a place that the home team very rarely loses, and they're ranked in the top 15. That is huge. You mentioned it being on ESPN. It's the spotlight game. It's the only game in town, and it would be BYU's first win ever, on the blue turf. They're 0-3. They lost in 2004, 2012, and 2014. So it is a big, big deal. Not to mention, if you win this game, 10 wins is possible for this season for BYU. So much is on the line for this game.
0: BYU is trying to do something they have never done as an independent. And we're through almost six full seasons. That brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last time BYU beat a top 15 team on the road was back in 1997. Uh, 97?
0: What were you doing in 1997? I was watching. I, I remember the game that they actually did this. I was in my basement. Watching BYU on a pixelated Fox Sports Network, <laughs> Fox College Sports, whatever it was back then, playing Arizona State. September 20th of 97, Kevin Federick and the BYU Cougars eked out a 13-10 win against the Jake Plummer-less Arizona State Sun Devils.
1: That's amazing when you think about how long it has been since BYU has had road success against the top 15 team.
0: That is a long time. I was a sophomore in high school, and Jamal Williams now calls me a middle-aged vanilla man. It's been a while. (laughs) It has. It's been a while. It has
1: certainly been a very long time. So, for you,
0: what's really on the line? How big is this for you? Okay, well, first of all, let's just get this out there. Straight up, BYU Sports Nation. This would be the best win for BYU in six years of independence. And I dare you to argue that with me. I Bigger than at Texas. Really? Because that's exactly where I was going. And I understand... That was not
1: like a highly
0: ranked Texas team, but
1: that's still winning in
0: Austin. Bigger than at Texas. Bigger than home against Texas. Bigger than at Nebraska. Bigger than at Michigan State. And I know, Jason included, some of you are saying, you done lost your mind. (laughs) You are out of your mind. Okay, how can you say that? Well, let's have a refresher of everything that's been said, shall we? Were any of those teams that BYU beat that I just listed that, have been, that are considered like great wins, and they are great wins in Independence, were they in the top 15? Nope! More importantly, did any of those teams, or will any of those teams that BYU's beat, finish ranked? Boise State will. None of the others are going to do that, or did not do that. This would be BYU's first win over a top 15 team in two decades. And they would get it in the spotlight, Jason, on a Thursday night. This isn't a game on a Saturday when you're competing with a ton of other games. A lot of eyeballs will be watching this game. And they are interested in BYU because of the Big 12 fallout and because they've played so many close games. And Boise State has national cachet now. We're talking about a team that has won multiple big money bowl games in the last 10 years. Not one, multiple, I think three, right?
1: Yeah, and, and this is you know, this is a team that in the last couple years has not been as dominant, but this year's team is playing up to that level right now.
0: This would set the table. As you mentioned, Jason, for BYU to win ten games and finish ranked, they will if they beat Boise State. Mark it down. BYU is going to finish ranked for the first time in five years. That's why this will be the biggest win. Do they win get in independence. into the top twenty-five with a win? No,
1: I is think just that's, it'll Cincinnati. Take.
0: Okay, they'll be getting tons of votes, but I don't know. I don't think they jump into the top twenty-five. Fantastic stuff. What do you think? Send in your responses. Coming up, BYU TV's dual thread analyst Blaine Fowler joins us. Does he think this will be the best win in independence? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation is pumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, use the hashtag BYUSN and tell us, what do you think? What would a win at Boise State mean for BYU football this season? Before BYU faces
1: Boise State tomorrow night, you can join us for Countdown to kickoff at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan will all be in studio getting you ready for the Cougars and Broncos, plus... This guy right here, Spencer Linton, will be live from Albertson Stadium. Countdown to kickoff tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV.
0: A quick correction to one of our early headlines: the U.S. Women's National Team game featuring BYU forward and NCAA leading scorer Ashley Hatch will be tonight at Rio Tinto Stadium in Salt Lake City. That match kicks at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yes, don't show up tomorrow; you will miss the match. <laughs> they Please. will not. You will not be able to use Please your tickets. Please don't do that. The game is tonight. What would a win at Boise State mean for BYU this season? Now that game is tomorrow night. At Zach underscore Vandy says against all odds, BYU has a chance to finish in the top 25 after giving up three losses early. Also speaks to the tenacity of this team. Send in your responses. Joining us now in Studio B, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, one of the nicest, most handsome, wonderful people you will ever meet. Taysom Hill-like. And I mean that genuinely.
3: People think I look like Jason Bourne. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's... I, I just
0: said something that people think is crazy. I said if BYU beats Boise State tomorrow night, that it would be the best win in six years of independence. And I know, BYU's won at Texas. They've won at Michigan State now. They won at Nebraska. None of those teams were ranked... In the top 15. BYU hasn't beaten a top 15 team in almost 20 years. And it's a Thursday night, and Boise State just doesn't lose at home, Blaine. So what, what, where would this win, if BYU got it, rank among all the wins they've had in Independence?
3: Well, because we talked before I came on, and some of the biggest wins have been when they were in a conference. So if we're going to limit it to Independence, this becomes the big win if they win out. So then we'll look back and go, wow, that was the pivotal point where the nation was looking in on a Thursday night against a top-15 opponent that's respected. Because everybody's already seen him. go. They, they saw him cross Michigan State, and that was like a, Whoa, wow, well, we're not sure how good Michigan State is, but that's a big win on the road. They saw him play close at West Virginia, who's ranked right now and playing well. So all of these big national exposure-type games have been good for BYU because people right now, I they're, they're saying right now, hey, this is, this is probably the best three-loss team in the country. Maybe Ole Miss. So Ole Miss is ranked with three losses. So you go, uh, it, so this is, this is one of the top three-loss teams in the country. Now let's see what they do against Boise State at home where they don't lose on that blue turf. So if they win this – Everybody's going okay. BYU is the best three-loss team in the country, and if they win out, um, good things th- good things are going to happen to them. And I, and I agree with you, Spencer. I heard in the last segment you say segment that you said that they had to get to Cincinnati to probably be ranked. That's probably about right because at five and three, I don't know. People are going to be voting for them, so they're going to be right in that. Just the next couple others receiving votes, and then they go on a little bit of a run. They'll be ranked at the end of the season, and I think this is a confidence builder if they beat Boise State on the road then the rest of the season becomes uh, a confident football team that thinks that they should win out. And that, Boise State thinks they should always win at home. BYU goes and beats them there. Now they take over that mentality. Now we should win out.
0: This is nuts. I mean, we, we're we talking about BYU if, they, if, and I know it's a huge if, they can survive Boise State potentially finishing with nine regular season wins and a shot at a
3: tenth in a bowl game? And, and here's the thing. If they finish at ten and three – Not just ranked in the top 25, ranked in the top 20 and a chance to be 16 or higher. Because people are going to value the schedule they played. When it all comes down to it, people are going to go... Because other teams are going to lose. So there's going to be more teams with two losses and a few teams with three losses in the top 25 by the time you get to the end of the year. So if they can finish with that, and, and this is... Most people thought seven or eight wins were it was going to be I, huge. I said seven wins was a good season at the beginning of the year. I said eight wins would be a remarkable accomplishment. Um, now I'm thinking eight. They, I think they're going to get eight. Yes. In the regular season. And, and nine to me would have been a phenomenal season with the schedule they played early, implementing a new offense and implementing a new defense. And then the quality of their losses and how close they were in the losses makes it even better when you really look at the season in its entirety. So this this coaching staff's done a remarkable job. And if they can go get this win at Boise State, now this is a a big challenge because they're unique in what they do, but if they can get that up there, everybody's going to be going, "Mm mm-hmm. This is a really, really good three-loss team.
1: Over the last month specifically, we've seen the BYU offense really come into its own. What type of offense do you expect
3: from the Cougars tomorrow night in Boise? I think they'll be able to run the football on Boise State. So I I think it's going to be a really, really balanced effort um, in this one. And they're going to need to throw it. Boise State is not as big as Mississippi State. Mississippi State was the best front seven in terms of the combination of size and speed. And it created some problems for BYU to run the football. They ran it better late in the game. And so what, what Boise state brings is they bring a team that's more like Toledo, um, Their backers are, I mean, think Butch Powell and their linebackers. Guys that play downhill, they trust their keys, they're unbelievably well coached. So when they they make a, a read key, they go, bam, they're playing downhill, they're in the gap. They play gap sound on defense. So if BYU can be really smart and get a hat on a hat, BYU should have a physical advantage up front. But not a free players are coming through, so you know I think I think of uh, uh, Brown, Jay and Brown for UCLA. Think him when you're thinking of Boise State's backers, and this defense is built around that. And and, and Brown caused some problems yes, for BYU Absolutely. with his quickness, with his quick reads and getting downhill, with his ability to get to the edge. That's what this defense looks like. So so I think BYU is much better on the offensive line at understanding their assignments now and getting on those those folks against Mississippi State. Sometimes they were on those folks, and those big hosses were just hard to move out. If they get a hat on a hat this time, and they our assignment sound offensively, they should be able to push Boise State a little bit and, and create some running lanes for Jamal Williams. And so I think we see a balanced effort where Jamal Williams gets to his running average um, and, and Taysom throws play action off of that. The tight ends are involved. This is a very balanced effort, and that's what I think we see against Boise State.
0: Blaine Fowler, BYU TV dual threat analyst for football and basketball with us, discussing BYU Boise State tomorrow night. Where do the Broncos create the biggest concern for BYU?
3: They're really good in their throw game. So, so this, this is a top 25 passing team. And they're coming in, and remember, BYU's ranked 100 in the nation in pass defense. So if, if you're Boise State, if you're Brian Harson, and I heard him talk about on his press conferences about man BYU is really big and really physical up front. So he's got to be going. We have to run it enough to to keep them honest, but they've got to be thinking spreading them out and get it to Spurbeck and those guys downfield um, and, and attacking this BYU defense through the throw game. And they execute their throw game really well. They're really patient in the throw game. Uh, Rippon does a great job of reading what the defense gives. He'll check down underneath. They run a lot of crossing routes. And so with BYU, you've got to get on top of things, and you've got to rally to the receivers that catch balls underneath, and you can't let them have big yards after catch. You've got to keep your angles, get in there, and make tackles. When they throw a three-yard throw, make it a three-yard gain, not a three-yard throw for a 16-yard gain. And that's how BYU's got to control it. But if I'm Boise State, I'm thinking – I'm going to go after the number 100 pass defense in the country. So it's a big challenge. But remember, BYU's already played this year the number 10 passing team in the country in Toledo. They've played the number 16 passing team in the nation in West Virginia. Um, Michigan State's a top 50 passing team. So BYU has played some really good throw teams, and that skews the numbers just a little bit. Um, and BYU's lights out and run defense. So we're going to go, they're, they're going to try to be balanced. But if Boise State wins this, it's going to be because they throw the football. I want to go back to the, to the BYU offense
1: for just a second. It seems like this season the most common tweet at halftime is, well, don't worry, BYU's a second-half team. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's been accurate. So my question is, why has the BYU offense specifically been so much better in the second half?
3: So I think Ty and that staff do a really, really good job of making halftime adjustments. So Absolutely. Of, of sitting down with that O-line and Mike Empey and those guys and saying, okay, let, let's talk about what you're seeing up front, and and this is how we're going to block this in the second half, and this is where the seams are, and this is you've got to run this route a little bit better, and these are some of the things we're going to do. And you say, well, well, why can't they make those adjustments on the fly in the first half? Why, why can't that happen in the second quarter? Remember, this is a brand new offense. so So... It's hard to make adjustments in-game without an experienced group. And who's experienced in this offense on this football team? Not one guy. Now, they're getting there because they're seven games in, so they're going to get better at that um, in this back half of the season. And they're not going to be playing the kind of physical, strong – tomorrow night they are, but after that, they're not going to play the kind of talent they've been playing against. And they're going to be further into the season in this. But early in the season, I think Ty's been – there's, there's some things we need to do, but we can't really make that adjustment right now midstream. We just got to play. We got to try to make things work. I'm going to call some different things. Then they get in there at halftime. He says, okay, guys, come in. Gather around. This is what we're doing in the second half. And what it tells you is that this football team on offense really trusts those guys because they go, okay, coach says this is going to work in the second half. So it is. And they go out in the second half. And it does work. So I, I think it's a testament to the coaching. And I think the longer ties in that position and the staff is in place, and now you start getting guys in their second and third year in this offense, you can make more adjustments on the fly and, and seasons down the road.
0: Taysom Hill, 11-0 and 0 as a starter in his career against non-Power 5 teams. So when you look at that, that includes wins against Boise State, wins two wins against Houston. Uh, he beat Toledo this season. He's never when he starts and finishes the game. He's never lost to one of those teams. How much do you buy into Taysom Hill as a senior going to Boise, which obviously I think is going to be the toughest challenge he'll face
3: in that regard? Boise is a P five team. They're just not in a P five conference. Yes, yes. They're, they're a P five football team. That sounds familiar. They're, they're, it's, I'm thinking about it. Boise is a P five team. BYU is a P five team. Houston. Is a P5 team. They happen to be independent in the AAC and in the Mountain West, but they're P5 teams. And so I don't think you can treat it like that. Why has Taysom been so successful? He's a freak. He's a freak of nature. And when you're playing UCLA or Mississippi State, they probably have four or five freaks on defense that can go run with him and contain him a little bit. The teams that they're playing that are G5 teams, um, They have maybe one guy over there that's a freak. And so if Taysom's running the other way, he just stiff-arms guys into the ground and he runs away from them. I mean, he's made P5 talent look foolish at times. And so his physical talent level is freakish. And the typical G5 team doesn't have enough physical talent on the defense that he can't just assert himself in a game and take over. And so that's the difference. Now, Boise State's a little different because they've got more talent than than a G five team, they're a P five team, especially at home, and so so this is a big big challenge. There's no guarantee because you got Taysom on the team. You go up and beat Boise. I like BYU's chances with Taysom Hill on the team beating Boise, and I like it when you got a healthy Jamal Williams, you got a healthy Taysom Hill, and you got an offensive line that's had a light bulb go on and know what they're doing up front and are big and physical. I like BYU's chances of being uh, balanced on offense completely shutting down the run defensively for Boise State, forcing Boise State to be one-dimensional and then making enough big plays because they've been opportunistic defensively to get it done. And the one stat that really jumps out at me, BYU's um, you know, 17th in the nation in turnover margin. They're plus six. Boise State is minus three. Where Boise State's been good is in their big games against good competition, they've taken care of the football. So they've been able to turn it over against inferior competition and still win. They can't do that against BYU and win. If they're, if they're minus in turnover margin, BYU wins up there. Going away. And so they've got to take care of the football, which they have not done well. That's that's something that they've got to be thinking about, Boise State does coming into this game, because they cannot afford to do that. And they they also got Washington State early in the year before Mike called everybody out. And told, <laughs> I can't, what, what did he say this time? What did Mike Leach say this time? they I don't even remember. He said they were like a women's softball team. Yeah, softball was brought up. Yes. Yes. So he didn't say, he didn't come in on their fat little girlfriends like he did before. <laughs> I mean, he just, is Mike unbelievable or what? And I know him. I mean, he, but but you know what? Whatever, it works. They're really good right now. Boise State wouldn't want to play Washington State right now, but they played them. That's a really quality win for them because it was early when Washington State didn't have a clue. So this this is the biggest game of the year for Boise State right now, too. So that they've got a ton on the line. This they're is pacing. their, without question, the biggest game on their schedule right now. Because it's not just national implications and they're ranked, but this is this has become a rivalry game. They've got a long term commitment mm. to one another. This has been this has been a good series. These teams respect each other. These coaches respect each other, and so this is the biggest game of the season now. Not just for BYU, but also for Boise State. Yeah, Boise Great State point.
0: pacing for that G five automatic New Year Six bowl yes. game invite, and they've. Probably got it. In fact, they've got to be BYU. You've got to go undefeated with that schedule to get that New Year Six bowl bid. Okay, Blaine, great stuff. Thanks, guys. We always appreciate the time. What would a win at Boise State mean for BYU this season? Send in your tweets using the hashtag #BYUSN. By the way, we just got this in from at Drake Pintail. It says, love the Spud Spuddy Buddy. Speaking We're, of Spuddy Buddy, where in the world is, is he? Is it not up front? Why does this keep happening? Why? Who's taking not, this? Jerem's not here today to throw him off the desk somewhere. So we're going to try and track down Spuddy Buddy. <laughs> this is becoming—is <laughs> he back there? <laughs> Where is he? Where is Spuddy Buddy? All right, we—the search continues during the break. Also, we're going to play Big Deal No Deal next. Welcome back on a Wednesday, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcasting on BYU-TV. The 16th-ranked
1: BYU women's volleyball team will host LMU on Saturday at the Smith Fieldhouse. You can check it out at 3 p.m. Eastern time on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. We'll be there Saturday. Looking forward to it.
0: Headlines today include Game Day Eve for BYU as they travel to Boise State. And take on the 14th-ranked Broncos tomorrow. They will fly out this afternoon. Now remember, September 20th, 1997 was the last time BYU beat a top 15 team. They won at 14th-ranked Arizona State. Jason, what's Boise State ranked? Uh, I believe 14. Oh, snap. Oh, how coincidental. Yes. Tune in to Countdown to kick off tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV as we get you set for the Broncos and Cougars.
1: Jamal Williams was named to Sports Illustrated's midseason All-American second team. This comes one week after Williams broke BYU's all-time career rushing record last week.
0: BYU men's basketball's Nick Emery. BYU men's basketball. (laughs) I'm not. I get paid to talk for a living, Jason. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Anyway, Nick Emery has been named to the Jerry West Award watch list, the award given to the nation's top collegiate shooting guard. BYU soccer forward Ashley Hatch will be representing the
1: United States in the USA versus Switzerland match today. It is today, not tomorrow. Today's match, 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2.
0: Yeah, you can watch that. We hope Ashley, the NCAA leading scorer, gets in to the match. Now, Spuddy Buddy, we tweeted out a picture on BYU Sports Nation's Twitter account of Spuddy Buddy with the Spuddy takeover in Jerem's chair. I had to fight him for this chair today. Okay, well, where is he, though? That's the thing. Like this, There's this game developing this week on BYU Sports Nation where it's like, hey, where can we put Spuddy Buddy or where is he hiding? He was on the uh, shovel yesterday, right? So he was on the shovel a couple of days ago. Jerem threw him off the desk. Okay, that's just creepy. Look. <laughs> There okay. For those is. watching on BYU TV. He's looking at us, Spencer. He's he is over my right shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Whoever placed him there, that that's an excellent job. That's just that's creepy. It's Halloween month. It's October. <laughs> spuddy buddy Buddy on the buddy. shelf. <laughs> it's Staring me down. <laughs>
1: I'm watching you, oh. Spencer. Oh.
0: <laughs> Can we move him, please? Let's turn him around. That's just, that's just weird. Oh, yeah. We need Jerem Jordan. Jerem, come in for 10 minutes and just throw him somewhere else. That TX colonel says, Spuddy Buddy becomes French fries side order to a cougar tail. That's a little yeah, vicious, right? It seems a little, <laughs> a little much, but... Uh. <laughs> Violent tendencies for the poor Spuddy Buddy. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal.
2: Big Deal,
0: No Deal. deal. I'm so creeped out. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment, the proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries throughout the western United States for over 65 years, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one.
2: Big Deal, No Deal. B-Y-U. 0-3 and 3 all-time at Boise State.
1: Jason? Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, when you have the opportunity, if you've never won somewhere and you have the opportunity to get your first win there, yeah, that's absolutely a big deal.
0: Yeah, and in that context, I agree with you. That is a big deal. But for how I'm spinning it, I say no deal because it doesn't matter what's happened in the past three games. What matters is BYU has an opportunity to get what I believe will be the biggest win in Independence to date. against top live in the now. Team. Yes, doesn't matter. It's about now and tomorrow. Number two. Big deal,
2: no deal. SI.com has Jamal Williams as a midseason second team All-American.
0: You take this one. This is an enormous deal. It says everything about what BYU has done with the running game behind a suspect offensive line, and that was the... The huge worry going into the season. Well, Jamal Williams and the offensive line have absolutely stepped up. He is the number two rusher in the country, chasing only San Diego State's Donnell Pumphrey. Jamal Williams, second team midseason All American, is a huge deal. Uh, it, it
1: absolutely is a big deal. And maybe this just speaks to the fact that I need the validation. Uh, but when some when the national media takes notice of what Jamal Williams is doing and what this team is doing, that, that absolutely is a big deal. He has absolutely killed it this year on the ground.
0: Number three. Big deal, no deal.
2: The Big 12 talking points of do's and don'ts. In other words, don't take too long on this one.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, this is a big deal because it's just more... It's just more of a hot mess. The Big 12 conference right now is it's not a good look. It's a horrible look that this would come out. And the fact that they couldn't keep the news from breaking two hours before the press conference, it just screams dysfunction and not unity. And we learned that it wasn't unanimous. Yeah, this is just it's a hot mess. It's a big deal. And it's bad for the Big 12.
1: Well, uh, up until Monday, anything related to the Big 12, I would have always said big deal. I'm going to say no deal. It, are we Should we be surprised by this? No. The dysfunction, are we allowed to say that? Because they couldn't say the word dysfunction. But the dysfunction that they have shown throughout this whole thing, this just solidifies it. No deal. Yeah, we
0: didn't get the memo, so we can say they're psychologically say it. disadvantaged. Shout out to David Boren, number four.
2: Big deal, no deal. Nick Emery getting preseason recognition, including being named the Jerry West, that's the logo, award watch list.
0: I say this is no deal because I expected that Nick Emery would be there after the freshman season and campaign that he put together. So it's, I say no deal because I'm not shocked by this. Now, the Jamal Williams thing was kind of shocking for me because he took a two-year hiatus from football. So him to come back and do this, and man, he's, that's why that's a big deal. Now, in this case, Nick's really good, and the college basketball world knows it. So I, I say this is no deal because it's not a surprise.
1: I, I – I, for a lot of the reasons you said, I say it's a big deal. And it does somewhat come back to the Jamal Williams thing. I, I think it is a great thing that not only Nick, that he gets the recognition, but it also speaks highly of the BYU basketball program. And any time you can have that type of recognition on a national level, I think that's a big deal for your program. So I say big deal. Number five.
2: Big deal, no deal. Oh, ah, The third and final <laughs> presidential debate tonight in Las Vegas. No deal.
1: Has <laughs> there ever been a more appropriate location to have this debate than Vegas? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm saying no deal. It'll yeah. be a big deal because it will. everything that's said will be on every news channel for the next week, but I will
0: still say no deal. Get your buffet and go watch the presidential <laughs> debate in Las Vegas. Yeah, this, this is no deal. I, I will not... I will not be watching. I'll be happy to listen to all of the uh, analysts who break down the politics, tell me who won and why it was you know, a victory for that party or whatever. I just, I'm, yeah, I'm what's so the, over Watch the USA it. women's soccer instead. Yes. I'm more concerned about what Ashley Hatch is going to do. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses. What would this win mean to BYU football over Boise? And BYU men's swimming and diving coach John Brooks, they're preparing for Arizona State. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard live in Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, The rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Join Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David
1: Nixon, and Brian Logan every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for After Further Review. The guys break down the previous week's BYU games. They also look ahead to the game at hand. You can catch the replay of this week's AFR immediately following BYU Sports Nation today, 1 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Twitter question today. What would a win for BYU football at Boise State mean for the Cougars' season at our greenhouse? It could mean a 10 win season. And you have to think, if BYU beats Boise State with the confidence they would gain in this matchup, why would you think that they would lose to Cincinnati, UMass, Southern Utah, or Utah State?
1: It just doesn't add up. That, that's why when, when Blaine said, we were talking about how you know getting to eight wins would be so big, when he said, I, I just expect at least eight wins,
0: uh, I'm there too. I'm absolutely there too. Things have changed. Yes, they have. They have changed. Joining us now, BYU Swim and Dive Head Coach John Brooks, return guest. Good to have you back in Studio B, John. Yeah, I love being here. Okay, I want to know, first and foremost, can you beat any of your swimmers in a race in the pool right now? No, not right
4: now, no way. (laughs) When could you have beat them? In my prime, just like everyone says, right? Okay, okay. (laughs) Do Do
1: you ever get in the pool just to see how you compare to them? No. (laughs) It's like, nope, I'm done. Not even worrying
0: about it. You put in the work. You establish your legacy already, right? Yep, done, yeah. It's time to be a coach. Hey, Arizona State coming to town on Saturday. Uh, Really intriguing, entertaining meet that uh, we anticipate between you and the Sun Devils. Why do you feel like this is a must-watch meet for fans of swimming?
4: Well, we only have three or four home meets, and so with only three or four, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to come. It's free. People can watch, you know hot girls in swimming suits, hot guys in swimming suits. <laughs> Whatever it takes, you know? Um, there's that. Factor. But, you know, there's some, they, should, they should have some very good competition on both sides, in both swimming and in the diving area. So um, this is our first official home meet, so hopefully we put on a pretty good show. We're trying to do some, some more fun things in between breaks that we have of the meet to entice people to come watch us swim. Oh, like what? Uh, we do two breaks, but one of the things that I guess that they're going to try to do is have some remote-control uh, boats. To race in the pool.
0: Okay, that's awesome. That's, that's
4: sweet. So we'll throw out some, ta- you know, some shirts and towels or whatever else we can to get people to come to the meets. Yeah, very cool. Yeah.
1: So now, now Arizona State's coach is Bob Bowman, and for those that you know, obviously maybe we're following things in the Olympics, yeah, I mean he's he's the U.S. national team coach. He's the coach of Michael Phelps, uh, somebody that I'm sure most people have heard of. Yeah. What kind of program does he bring
4: in? Well, this is his second year at ASU, and uh, he has coached at, in, at Michigan before uh, several years back, and. Uh, he he has a very unique coaching style, and so when he took over the program there two years ago or last year, he had some athletes that left the program immediately because they just didn't want that kind of style, and they had a whole bunch that wanted to come in, and so it's a whole mix of a new program that he's got right now.
0: Joining us now is John Brooks, BYU Swim and Dive head coach on BYU Sports Nation and in Studio B. What are your expectations for your team this year in terms of chasing down a championship and, and the things that you want to accomplish?
4: Uh, yeah, for our men's team, we we are now, I think this is the, this will be the fourth. If we win, it will be four years in a row in the MPSF. Women's, it's been a couple of years since we've won. And so we've had had a little bit of a relapse on our women's side of things just because of the whole mission. We've had a bunch of women that have left and gone on missions and just waiting for a good cycle for them to start coming back and really starting to contribute towards uh, trying to win a conference championship. So I'm really trying to help our women's become better and more competitive in our conference. But our men should be able to, you know, re- rematch that and bring it back to yeah the the
0: favorite in the MPSF now you bring up an interesting thing that coaches uh, are dealing with now at BYU and that is an influx of missionaries uh, on the women's side of things BYU women's soccer is seeing that happen volleyball and now you what kind of adjustment has that been for you in recruiting and setting up your teams knowing that hey some of these girls might go serve church missions for 18 months
4: yeah, the if they can tell me up front, it's really easy. We can work with it. Just like the guys, if you know a guy's going to go for two years and if you know a woman's going to go for a year and a half, that's great. They tell you later on in the season. I and mean, when you don't have time to replace it. It's just a killer. It, it really hurts because you have no time to, you know, last minute try to find somebody to replace those events. That's tough, really tough. So uh, something that the administration has been kind of talking about, just like, just wait, blessings will come. <laughs> so I'm waiting for some <laughs> blessings to come.
1: Yes, where are they? <laughs> Please give me them now. Yeah. So what uh, what's happening with Jake Taylor, the All American right now in his career?
4: Jake Taylor is, uh, I guess, he's retired, as he likes to say. Um, he does help us as a fifth year coach on the deck, and he's going to be a dad, as uh, what he told me. He's going to have a boy, I think, uh, in the next few months. Fantastic!
0: Hope. Congratulations yeah, to Jake and his wife. Very exciting. Yeah. How how much are you able to keep up with uh, the swimmers that you have coached and, and how much interaction do you have with those that have, that have moved on and gone on to other things?
4: You know, some stay really close. You know, some you know, don't stay as close as they can. We try to do the best we can. Uh, we do have an alumni, you know, swimming meet that we have, but kind of like we were talking about earlier, for someone that hasn't put on a Speedo in a little while, that's like the last thing they want to do is kind of put <laughs> on a Speedo. They don't look so good anymore. Uh, so we just, we just want people to show up whether or not, you know, it's – Swimming or not swimming, just show up. And, and we have a pretty good rapport. In fact, this last spring, we, we, we kind of had an alumni association group that came back, and we had a huge turnout. And it was, some of them hadn't been back to BYU in 20 or 30 or even 40 years, but it was great to see a lot of them come back. It's interesting. Most
1: sports fans have a pretty good idea of what's involved in training for football or basketball because they've seen that. Give everybody an idea of what the training is like for the swimmers and the divers, and just how much work goes into
0: that.
4: Yeah, I don't think anybody has any idea. So we swim twice a day, every single day, in fact, and lifting on top of that. So, you know, real simply put, uh, you know, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, they're actually doing three practices a day. They say that uh, swimming is a one-to-four ratio to running, and we average around 30 miles a week of swimming. So that's like 120 miles of running a week.
0: What in the world?
4: Yeah. So there's a lot. I mean, you got to feed, you have to feed our athletes and they, I, a lot of our guys and girls, they, they can't keep up with the, the amount of volume they have to do in the waters just on the sense of dieting. So it's a lot of food they have to keep up to make sure you're, you know, you're fit. I always say, you know, to people like you don't get super, you don't look that good in a Speedo or a swimming suit if you, you know, without doing something, right? Those Olympians that you watch, you know, they're putting in a lot, a lot of volume. In the water, a lot of swimming.
0: Yeah, you've got to earn it for sure. You can watch BYU swim and dive against Arizona State, one of, I think, four home meets this season, correct, Correct, Coach? yeah. When and where do the fans need to show up so that they can watch this happen?
4: Richard Building at 11 a.m. Yeah, 11 a.m., Richard Building. The swimming pool.
0: There will be boats in the water, (laughs) T-shirts thrown out, and you get to watch some elite-level swimmers and divers. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Hey, John, great stuff. Uh, We wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma so that you can take that to your team.
4: We need it. We need it. Go
0: and beat the Sun Devils, man. Um, And, uh, again, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your tweets. What would a win at Boise State mean for BYU this season plus? A midseason All-American for a BYU football player, and you can watch a BYU women's soccer player potentially play with the U.S. national team tonight. The Instead Cougar of the Whip Round hasn't it? What's that? Instead of the debates, yeah, the, the debate too. Cougar Whip Round hits next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it.
1: It's time for the Cougar whip Around Football. It's game day eve for BYU as they travel to Boise today to take on the 14th-ranked Broncos tomorrow on ESPN. Tune in to Countdown to kick off tomorrow on BYU-TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Broncos. I
0: can guarantee you the Boise State Broncos have scouted Jamal Williams, who was named to Sports Illustrated's midseason All-American second team This comes the game after Williams broke BYU's all-time rushing record last week.
1: Men's basketball. Nick Emery has been named to the Jerry West Award Watch List. That award is given to the nation's top collegiate shooting guard. Also, CBS Sports has BYU Hoops ranked 59th in their preseason rankings of all 351 teams. WCC opponents St. Mary's and Gonzaga are ranked 14th and 15th. Wow. Soccer.
0: BYU soccer forward Ashley Hatch will be playing and representing the United States in a match with Switzerland tonight. You can watch that on ESPN 2, 9 Eastern.
2: Cougars in the NFL.
0: Former BYU
1: wide receiver Jordan Leslie signed with the Cleveland Browns yesterday to their yeah. practice squad. He's joining uh, another familiar face. How about former BYU wide receiver Mitch Matthews? Both now, the, I'm going to start calling it the BYU Dog Pound.
2: Cougars in the Association
0: Kyle Collinsworth and the Dallas Mavericks play their last home preseason game tonight against the Houston Rockets tip-off set for 6.30 p.m. Eastern
1: Women's
2: Basketball
0: Today is BYU Women's Basketball
1: Media Day The Cougars will open the 2016-2017 season on November 2nd in an exhibition game against Westminster which, by the way, you will be able to see on BYU TV Tennis
0: The men's team begins competition in the USTA ITA Mountain Region Championship today in Las Vegas. Good luck to the Cougars. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Ashley Hatch because how often does a BYU player get to represent the U.S. senior national team? She's doing something very special this season. 15 goals, leading the NCAA. BYU, a top 10 team. They're ranked number 6. they got a top 5 RPI. It's been a fantastic season for Ashley and BYU.
1: Well, and, and not only the recognition of being able to be on the U.S. You know national team, but to be able to have this opportunity to play 45 minutes away from your campus at Rio Tinto
0: Stadium in Salt Lake City tonight, that, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. Twitter question today. What would a win at Boise State mean for BYU this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: You got tweets.
0: At Cisco Rue says... It will be BYU's biggest win as an independent and propel them towards a top 25 ranking. I could not agree more. I'm telling you, this will be the best win in BYU's independence era and it's a rivalry game no less. I know Boise's not the prestigious, historically driven football team that Texas is are but this team is respected in college football right now, Jason. They're a top 15 team. They are a, as Blaine, Blaine Fowler said, a Power 5 team. BYU is already getting noticed. You win this game on a Thursday
1: night when there's no other games, and being noticed it would be an understatement
0: after that. At Cool Cougar says a potential top 20 team by the end of the season. 10-3 to finish and leave a huge positive mark on this season. It feels like that would be the case because yeah, you beat Boise, you're so confident. Yeah, four, I mean, it's, it's
1: four in a row, but the teams you beat in those four... Yeah, I mean, sky high confidence-wise.
0: The Elite Tweet of the Day from Matt Lins and Carol. I would petition Spuddy Buddy to change his uniform to Cougar Blue until we meet next year. Yes, Spuddy Buddy. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, John Brooks, and
1: everybody on the crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, hashtag BYUSN.
0: For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jake Taylor, who's going to have a baby boy. BYU Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow.